All right, Kaylee, first question. Did you like going to middle school? Insert bleeped word here. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you could pay me enough to go back to middle school. You know, I wasn't always this beautiful, popular, intelligent, and self-assured being that you see right in front of you now. Get out of town. I that know. sounds like a lie. I know. Weren't we all just the most perfectly formed beings, though, in middle school? I, I mean, I was. <laughs> Not. Not. <laughs> You know, for me, I actually ended up going to two middle schools. So talk about already being awkward and then like having to start over oh. was just the worst. I mean, the only highlight is I guess you could reinvent yourself if you wanted to. I but... was too shy and awkward <laughs> to do that. So uh, today, <laughs> in case you can't tell, we're taking it back to the time of braces, acne, and awkwardness. Oh, gosh. But uh, <laughs> nowadays, it's all over YouTube for everyone to watch. Oh, joy of joys. What are you talking about? I still break out like a 14-year-old. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. So eighth grade is a story about a teenager, a young woman who is basically trying to survive the last week of her disastrous year of eighth grade uh, right before she is heading into start high school. Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever. But I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. What? We get to see the story of Kayla, who's played by Elsie Fisher, and she lives with her dad. Her mom is not in the picture. It sounds like she left when Kayla was really young. So she's raised by her dad. And poor Kayla, she she really wants to be an outgoing, extroverted girl. And she actually does a bunch of YouTube videos on like tips. But then when she's at school, she is so quiet, she earns the most quiet award for her grade. And you could just see it in her face. She's like, I'm not really that quiet, but she just doesn't talk to people. Um, so they have all these preconceived notions about her. And she's just super awkward when she does try to interact with her peers. You just, you can see it. Like there's like the mean girls, the click crowd that, you know, just like, I remember that crowd when I was, you know, in middle school, going into high school, they, they were already wearing makeup, you know, in actual bras, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, with these girls, they're like all on their phones, which that's, you know, the reality of being 2018 and a teenager, but they're mm -hmm. all stuck on their phones. But there's also interjection of, uh, you know, you get to see Kayla go to high school and like buddy up with some high school students they have like a shadowing program so she gets to kind of get a taste of what it could be and the experiences she can look forward to and some of them are scary and some of them are really exciting but she by the end of the movie comes to realize that 
who she thought she was going to be, it's okay if she doesn't become that person. She's looking forward to the person she will be by the time she graduates high school. But it's a really touching, emotional coming-of-age story that's also surprisingly funny, I think. Oh, yeah. I... Boy, was this movie just a love letter to my eighth grade self. You know, throughout the film, I kept poking you, <laughs> yes, audience. You I kept poking Kaylee and saying, oh, my God, this was so me in middle school. And what's interesting is seeing the more modern day version of it, because I didn't have a cell phone in middle school. And so it's almost nowadays that the mean girls almost are just apathetic. Yeah, They almost don't even care enough to bully you. You're not in their clique. And... It, which very everything was very verbal and upfront in your face for bullying back when we were in school. And now it was like, oh, she just won't friend me and it's like the end of the world. So for me, Lady Bird uh, was a huge hit last year. It sat on 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for months. And it was heralded as the amazing coming of age story of this young girl in the Catholic school. And if that did so well, this should do the exact same at 100% for a year. I actually checked, and it is currently at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is exactly where it belongs. Bo Burnham, who... Who's the director, by the way? Writer-director. I was floored that this was his directorial debut. I mean, this film has the skill of like a seasoned writer-director. So for, if this is his first one, I'm so excited to see his future stuff. But it, it was so raw at times, and it didn't shy away from things that we hate and are awkward about ourselves. And to have it also all over Instagram and all over YouTube is just a whole different beast yeah. in itself. Yeah, I was thinking, you know... I, I keep coming back to that scene where she goes to the popular girl's birthday party. It's a pool party. And you could just you feel the awkwardness exuding of her because Kayla is in a green one-piece swimsuit. All the other girls are in these bikinis. They already have fit bodies. Everybody's good-looking. And here she is, poor thing, you know, feeling really insecure in her one-piece with the acne on her face. And she kind of tries to get in there and, you know, talk to people, but they, like, actively ignore her and shove her to the side and kind of going back to what you're saying about the mean girls thing about they don't bully you but they they ignore you and not only on social media but like in real life so it's like this that behavior that happens online digitally translates into real life which is terrible Uh something that we didn't have to experience like that in our own middle school but in a way still so relatable because you you don't want to be the outsider you're Uh and that's what happens to her she still ends up being the outsider and I just oh like my heart went out to her because I remember for me being in middle school was an incredibly awkward time Uh for me I was still wearing glasses I still had braces uh you know I didn't feel comfortable in my body or in my clothes just everything was happening everywhere (laughs) And I had, you know, gone to a new middle school. So it's like I didn't even know anybody. So it, like, made it worse. And I just, like, I wanted to give her a big hug and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. The problem with middle school is everyone's trying to figure out who they are, and everyone makes fun of each other for it. So no one knows who they are, and they're trying to figure it out and trying so hard. And our character, 
what's funny is she's almost trying to become her YouTube self in real life. And she takes, you know, she takes those confident initiatives and really stands up for herself. But she's almost kind of chasing this dream of I'm this one person online and I'm going to strive to be that on the outside and to the outside world. I also adored her and her dad's relationship with each other. It's probably one of the more honest looks at a young teen and a parent role. Yeah. You know, I growing up as a kid, I had a just, you know, a special bond with my dad growing up. I was a daddy's girl. And like I could totally see parts of myself in the way she was acting because she she was acting out. She was trying to hide stuff from her dad. Like the whole I it was actually, you know, the scene where she's learning how to give a blowjob off of YouTube and she's like listening to Enya's Orinoco flow in the background. <laughs> and you know, she ends up trying to find a banana to go practice on a banana and, and dad walks in, you know, and is like, Oh, I thought you hated bananas. She's like, No not really and then she tries to eat the bananas just like oh my god i'm joking on but it's like those moments like that are just so precious and so real that's the thing about this movie is even though there's a lot of it with the social media aspect and everything being filmed and photographed as a young person i could still relate to those really awkward moments of like trying to grow up Mm -hmm. trying to figure out your own sexuality and you know i'm becoming a woman with with breasts and you know all this stuff and i don't think the internet helps this new generation at all i mean we we got a touch of it i remember you know the the most important thing in my world was who was my top eight on myspace oh my in high school so you know we had a touch of that but you know i didn't get a phone until i started driving and even then it was well, you're driving now, so if there's an emergency, I want you to have a phone. So it wasn't some killer, awesome, high-tech phone either. It was literally for emergencies and safety. Like the, the Nokia brick that lit mm-hmm. up on the side? Yeah. That was my first oh, phone. Oh, I loved Nokia back then. Oh. Uh, I, I want to take a moment here and talk about the music in this oh. movie. It stuck out to me so much. Um, so Anna Meredith was the the composer, but also you know the person who picked out all the music behind this film. And they, of course, we already talked about Enya and Orinoco Flow, which you actually hear in the trailer, which mm-hmm. cracked me up because I was rocking some Enya as a kid through middle school. I mean, I'll still blast some Enya on the weekends. I'm not gonna lie, but. I just I love the musical picks in here because I think what's fun too because she has her headphones in you know and like she's watching like you know the hot kid in in school you know walking by which I was just kind of like oh my gosh reverse as over sexualization of a of a character instead of a gal as a guy <laughs> but you know you got like this hot and heavy rock music and like she pops out the earbuds and it's like it goes away you know it's like the fantasy the bubble pop you know yep. the music in here just not only was it well chosen, but how it was used, I think, was really, really good. Oh, the music was daring, I would say. If I had to sum it up in anything, it was daring. And sometimes it was very background, but for the most part, it was in your face. No one's talking. And I loved the use of the headphones where, it, you know, you hear mumbling and all you hear is the music and she takes her headphones off and you go what you know it <laughs> and it's so accurate cuz you know 
teens walk around with their earbuds in and are completely deaf to the world. Not only were the music choices daring, but it was very accurate. While most of it's very funny and awesome, there is a very interesting like hashtag me too moment in it, which sadly I don't think is rare for young women where women are meant to feel like if they're not ready, they're going to be blamed or it's going to be your fault and you're going to be inexperienced if I don't help you. And it was very hard to watch, but I would never take that out of the film. Yeah, that scene, and just to kind of set it up for you guys, is she is getting a ride home from one of the high school boys. She's the last one in the car with him. And uh, he ends up pulling over and getting into the back seat with her and playing Truth or Dare, which that just gave me chills. I'm like, I hate that game. No, it never leads to good things. And, of course, he takes his shirt off. And poor thing is so uncomfortable. It's to the point where he's trying to get her to take her clothes off. And she says no. And, like, he gets all huffy. And, like you said Tuesday, says to her, you're going to be inexperienced. This could be your fault. Nobody's going to love you. And I'm just like, that is just the worst thing to say to a young woman. And yet I've had that happen to me. Uh Situations like that have happened to me. Uh And it just was like, that hit home really hard. Uh Yeah. Sadly, I think we've all been in that situation where it was like, I don't want to do this. And yet somehow you end up apologizing. And it's a sad reality, but at least now I feel that it's so much more in the open and it's less acceptable where, uh, you know, women like our mothers had to deal with it. But this generation is saying no more. And I was cheering inside when she was like, no, I don't want to do this because it very much could have gone the other direction. And I don't know if I would have been that powerful as an eighth grader and been in that situation. I definitely know what was happening and what he was trying to get at. And I'm sure she did, too. But it takes a special breed and a special kind of raising to, or upbringing to be that powerful, even as, you know, a young eighth grader going into high school. But that pressure is real and it still happens today, you know, YouTube or not. It's, it gets very serious. Like the entire theater got very quiet. And you could hear a lot of like, oh my God, like, oh my God, what, like, what, because everyone knows what's happening. And I think Bo Burnham was very bold at having that in there and realizing that it's a very true reality for guys and girls growing up and just being in that awkward stage of not knowing anything, your sexuality, what you want to try, what you don't want to try. Um, Luckily, they have YouTube videos on how to do a blowjob nowadays, but I don't know if that makes it any easier. (laughs) Well, on that note, I guess you can say that this is a film that you must see. Tuesday, you were already calling it. I was calling it. And what's interesting is I was about here the same time last year when I called it that this might be my favorite film of the year. It it did a lot for me emotionally, and it was so well produced. Now, this is only coming out in select theaters, so you are going to have to look it up. You can't just go to any uh, around-the-corner theater. It is only in selected theaters. Also, we recommend going out and going on to Bo Burnham's favorite thing, YouTube, 
And looking at some of the Q&As with not only him, but the young actors and actresses that are in the film, there's some really great Q&As out there. Uh, We highly recommend those. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Be sure to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Like us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are there. And we would like to support our amazing advertiser, Echo Magazine, who is your number one reader for LGBTQ publications. Here in Phoenix, Here in Phoenix, yeah. All right, guys, thank you again, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.